Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Abdel-Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. From KQED in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. My wife recently did something that changed our lives. It's not a huge thing, but a little thing, a life hack. We often grocery shop on foot, you see, but we end up lugging heavy bags of sparkling water and milk and potatoes back to our house. It can be tough. So she picked up a simple wheeled cart, and voila, our pedestrian grocery shopping range and volume has been wildly extended. So today, we look at the little things you can do to make life a little easier or more convenient or better for the planet. Life hacks. We'll share with you. You'll share with us. We'll all share together and probably make fun of some of them. That's coming up next after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. What is a life hack? Well, they're supposed to be little things that save you time or money or energy here and there. Cook's Illustrated, for example, notes you can use a vegetable peeler to get thin strips of butter for toast. I mean, assuming the butter's cold. That's a solid life hack there. And we're going to talk about a lot more of those today. But this is Forum, so we're also going to get at the idea behind life hacks, too. Like, what's their appeal? Not just in doing them, but in watching other people do them, dissecting them, denying that they work. They're one of the most popular genres of content on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook, and there is a reason for that. Maybe you've heard this. Show me the life hack that you randomly saw one day that is now an unconscious standard practice in your life. I'll go first. That is the call to action that Kelly Hurst posted on TikTok. It's since gone viral. 37,000 people have responded to it. Millions and millions of views. She joins us this morning from Newcastle. Welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Can you ever say those sentences again in your life or do you have to like do it at parties? Do people want to hear you say it? <laughs> Yes, uh, I definitely, once people realize that it's me, because like, they won't recognize me from my face. So once they, they know that, then yes, I do get asked a lot to, like, to say, say the life hack thing, say again. the life hack yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yes, definitely. Were you someone who was like, I love life hacks, this is my life? Or did you just happen to post that one day and then it went viral? It, yes, it was completely random. Um, so I, I like life hacks. I like uh, things being the easiest way possible. And if there's a, a, a shortcut I can take around something, then um, it's perfect. Yeah. But that was just at Christmas, I thought I want to post a video and I was about to 
um, do what I did in my life hack um, of the original video. And Which uh, was I just decided what? to yeah. film it. Yeah. So what yeah, you... so so my original life hack was uh, getting a bowl of um, a, a, just a bowl, putting some chips in and then putting a wine glass inside <laughs> the bowl so that you could put your dip in the wine glass so that you just had one bowl and you were just dipping your chips into the um, into the dip. So you had free hands. Um, so it was just something that I've done for years. And I just thought, oh, do you know, what? I'll make a video and, and see if anyone else has life hacks and didn't expect it to go as crazy as it as it did. That's so funny. So as the responses have rolled in, do you find any of them? Are you like, okay, this one is truly amazing? Or are most of them just kind of like, all right? Um, well, there were so many of them. So um, it was uh, it was crazy to be able to kind of see all of them. But uh, yeah, there was a lot that I have started doing in, in my life after seeing them um, on that. There was a lot that were um, hilarious that just weren't life hacks than just people being funny. Um, but yeah, a lot of them were really good um, ideas and things that I did implement in, in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a big question. Is your life better now? Like, has your life been so <laughs> hacked that now you're just like, all right, I got everything. Yeah, I'm the most efficient person. No, uh, but I think yeah, it's it's fun. There's certain things that um, that have definitely saved time. Uh, there's things that have um, helped out, um, kind of with my pets and with different things like that that yeah, yeah. that have um, have been uh, good to good to learn. Um, and then a lot of them were cooking um, and food mm. hacks, um, a considerable amount. So it was good to see different ways of. Um, doing something quicker or um, a new way of of um, of yeah. making something. That's cool. Um, we have been working on a new forum digital community on the platform Discord. We've just got a you know small group of beta testers there now, and we're going to fling the doors wide open soon. I promise for everyone. But we asked that Discord crew about their particular life hacks. I'm just going to share a few uh, of them from fellow listeners of, of forum here. Um, Erica writes, the best cooking hack I know is for reheating cold pizza. Always do it in a nonstick pan with the top on. Crust gets crispy and the cheese melts perfectly. Almost better than new. On the sort of arts and crafts side of life hacks, we have Kat saying, I recently needed a side table for my popcorn and didn't want to buy or spend tons of money, so I gathered up old VHS tapes, found a piece of glass on Craigslist and used the base of a broken lamp. Then I got to gluing. It's silly and nostalgic, but it works. All the way on the craft uh, art side, we've got Sam writing, I actually use my 3D printer primarily for fixing things in my house. Wire management, you know, like all the cords and cables that snap onto a desk, a thing to level light bulbs in a sconce, even a new cooling fan for a hot water heater. And our community producer, Francesca, has her own life hack. She uses a pants hanger, you know, things like the clips, to clip recipes from cookbooks and hang it uh, in her kitchen as she's cooking so she can see the recipe without losing counter space. Going to add um, a couple other voices into our discussion here. Um, Ross Yoder is food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed. Hey, Ross. 
Hi, Alexis. How are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing well. I mean, I, I think the BuzzFeed Lifehack article is kind of like the perfect packet of these things. Um, how do you think about like what makes a good life hack versus just something where you're like, okay, that's a way of doing it? Yeah, sure. So I think it's a really tricky question, and I think it can sort of be polarizing for people. Um, I think one of my favorite parts about working at BuzzFeed is just that we're really tuned into our audience. I'm always reading comments from people that read our articles. And I think mm -hmm. with life hacks or any you know posts that we're writing that um, explain these hacks to our readers, um, people are either really strongly in the camp of like, wow, I tried this and this totally changed my life. I will never do it another way again. And then there's the other crew that I think comes at it um, sort of on the offense of like, that's not a hack. That's just good <laughs> life advice. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, people on the internet, uh, it's it's always going to be contentious for sure. But I uh, I sort of see it that if if you want to take a good piece of life advice, maybe it's not totally revolutionary. Um, maybe it's not the first time anybody has done this thing. Um, but if you want to package that as a life hack, uh, just so it gets the mileage um, and more eyes on it and can help more people, then I think that's great. I think we're living in an era where media is just really crowded and there's so much content to consume um, that if you want to call something a hack when really it's just a good piece of life advice, I love it. I love to see it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, give us a couple examples of, you know, you do a lot of food stuff. You know, Kelly's talking about food mm -hmm. things. Food life hacks seem to be a, a, the dominant category. Um, so, yeah, what are what are a couple you got for us? So I, yeah, I mean, I just employ so many of these food hacks in my own cooking. My favorite actually, I think, stems from TikTok. And Kelly, I would not be surprised if it came from a stitch um, to your viral video. Um, but there's this garlic farmer in Michigan. Of course, I'm going to blank on her name now. Um, but she swears that the easiest way to peel garlic is just to toss the whole bulb into the microwave uh, for like 10 to 20 seconds. Um, and you take it out and it just peels really easily. I mean, it's it's definitely not a magic trick, but if you've ever cooked a dish where you need to peel a lot of garlic really quickly, uh, you know, I do this all the time and it, it saves me so much time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, give me another one, one more. Okay, cool. I love, and I will preface this with, I don't know if it works better than the regular method. I might've just been placeboed here, but I will do this every time if you're, um, Making hard-boiled eggs, if you use the back of a spoon to sort of lightly tap the shell of the egg, you'll hear a little snap inside. And what I believe that is, is sort of the membrane within the shell that detaches from the shell. Mm -hmm. um, this is pseudoscience. I'm sorry to anybody listening. <laughs> Harold McGee forgives you. Then, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. What happens then is that it's just super easy to peel, um, especially if you want to peel it under um, running water. So I do that now whenever I make hard-boiled eggs, which is weekly. Yeah. Um, our own Grace Wan, you know her name from the credit, she's one of our producers, has another one of these uh, food hacks, which she actually got into Cooks Illustrated, the magazine, and here's what it is. It is, if you need to like make little toasts, you know, out of it, you're trying to turn a baguette into like some kind of crouton or like some, you know, just little toast for, for something, 
instead of using a pastry brush, which you may not have, you can actually just dip the oil, dip the heel of the baguette into oil and use that to uh, oil your, uh, your baguettes. And that Cooks Illustrated, I feel like, has been doing this for a long time, Ross. I mean, they call it like tips and tricks. They don't call it a life hack. But this idea that we would want to find, you know, new or different or better ways of, of doing things in the kitchen is like, you know, it, it, it is part of what it is to cook. Yeah, totally. And I, I think the thing to point out with cooking hats in particular um, is that a lot of these things just sort of end up getting recycled. Um, and again, I'm just going to say that I think that's okay. It's it's sort of a chance to introduce this to a whole new generation of home cooks. Uh, cooking is is never as easy a process as I think anybody ever wants it to be. So just these little things that we can do, um, whether it's like a broad hack that can apply to a lot of different cooking techniques or sort of like the unitasker um, one-off hacks uh, for very hyper-specific cooking moments. Um, I just think it's great. And Grace, yeah. I, I love that hack and I will totally, totally try that. <laughs> Uh, we're talking about useful life hacks here on the show this morning and also what makes them appealing, kind of the ideas behind them. We've been joined this morning by Kelly Hurst, a content creator on TikTok and host of the Life Bath podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, we're also joined by Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed, and we want to hear from you. What's a helpful life hack that you can't live without like did you come up with it yourself did you learn it on the internet we'd love to hear from you the number is 866-733-6786 that's 866-733-6786 you can email forum at kqed.org or you can find us on social media of course twitter facebook instagram threads we're kqed forum share another uh one from uh c discord community Dan writes in to say, when drying the laundry, I'll take the heavier items, jeans, heavier shirts, towels, if it's a load of towels, drape them over our patio chairs in the sun. Yes, solar energy is amazing. I do the lighter items in the dryer, which gets done much faster this way. It's definitely in the environmental, better for the planet side of life hacks. We'd love to hear those from you too. You can email us, forum at kqed.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary.
Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We are talking about life hacks, you know, sharing them, also dissecting them. Joined by Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed. Want to add our own Carly Severn, senior editor of Audience News here at KQED. Welcome, Carly. Thank you, Alexis. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And Jordan Calhoun, editor-in-chief of Lifehacker.com. Welcome, Jordan. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Jordan, you run this website, Lifehacker.com. Do you, like, what is it about Lifehack that makes it sort of like a potent term, you think? A potent term? Um, That's a good question. I mean, it was, Lifehacker's been around for, I think, 18 years now. So we started back in, oof. 2005 2006 and that is when the phrase really caught on Mm -hmm. for catchy way of just summarizing something that we all understand just like a shortcut basically it's a clever niche way clever way of saying shortcut to do something easier cheaper faster smarter better yeah so if you're just watching LifeX, like a TikTok compilation of our guest earlier, Kelly Hurst, uh, and all the people who responded to her, what do you think the chance that a life hack will work? Just like if you were to just like take a random sampling <laughs> of internet content. Oh. oh, in my experience, and Kelly can confirm or deny this based on her own experience, but in my experience, most life hacks that come across TikTok are horrible. Like pretty <laughs> bad. Um, But it's also pretty cool that they're just so deeply personalized. I think what makes many of them horrible, one of two things, either they're a broad sweeping claim that's just over-exaggerating its results, that's very, very common, or it's so niche of a problem that it's not really applicable to anyone else, aside from a very specific person in a very specific circumstance. So in terms of a life hack being broadly applicable to other people, in the form of advice, I think that's pretty rare compared to the amount of life hacks that exist on the internet. My (laughs) job is finding and evaluating these life hacks, and there are so many. Yeah. Carly, what do you think? Um, Do you you believe in the life hack you see on TikTok, or is that not even the point? Is it really more that it's actually the entertainment of watching someone believe they've discovered a new way of lifing better? Well, first off, I have to say I'm so happy to be here because life hacks are something I'm fanatical about. And if you hadn't asked me on this show, I probably would have just shown up to the studio anyway and refused to leave. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I get I'm very lucky because this is actually my job. You know, I work on the KQD's audience news desk, um, which offers explainers and guides uh, around this exact kind of thing. It's advice for how to make life better. And I know, as our guests have acknowledged, there is this kind of nebulous definition of life hacks. Like you do see some terrible ones online, like to make ice, try freezing water. And you're like, yeah, I I think I would have gotten that one by myself. But, um, you know, I I do think that um, normally in life, money is the thing that greases the wheels, right? You know, you hear uh, money doesn't bring you happiness, but it does bring you freedom from worry. It eases your life. It removes inconvenience. Uh, but not everyone has that kind of money. So for me, life hacks kind of feel like a little act of rebellion, sharing this stuff to all make our lives a little bit better, a little bit more easeful, a little bit cheaper. Also, it feels kind of nice when you, you feel like you've cracked a code to something, you know, so I think that really plays into it as well. But mm-hmm. you know, the TikTok life hacks, do they necessarily work all the time? No, but I love watching them. Yes. I um, There was a some, a fascinating exchange that I watched with, you know, our our own Ethan Toven Lindsay 
talking about the YouTube video about how to fold fitted sheets, which I feel like is, Jordan, I feel like this is one of the legendary life hacks, um, the how to fold fitted sheets. And one of our other uh, Discord users just said like, why don't you just crumple it up into a ball and put it in the linen closet? And I was like, yes, closing the door to the linen closet is also a life hack in this case. Um, do you like, how do you how do you even begin to evaluate which of these are worth doing like if this is sort of your job to be like does this save time like what's the kind of rubric you have well, we, I think cheapness, frankly, just calling it what it is, that's really important to us because living in the Bay Area especially, it's just super expensive. And if there's anything that can just make someone's life a little bit better in the sense that it removes a cost or removes inconvenience and we can guarantee it as well, it's not like subjective, like try this and it might work, that's something that's really important to us. Uh, like something that I think of a lot is a lot of people don't know that your library card can get you a free pass to California state parks. You check it out just like you would a library book from the library, and then you take it on your road trip. You can reserve it in advance if you like, and then you can get free entry to beautiful state parks all around the state. No way. Yeah. So this is just something that I want everyone to know. And so <laughs> we write about it and we tell people about it. Um, for example, like if you're on SNAP, if you have an EBT card, if you go to a farmer's market locally that's participating in this scheme called Market Match, if you spend a certain amount of money, they will match your funds using your EBT card. So it's, it's kind of like you get twice as much produce for the cost. Um, again, this is the kind of stuff that we want to tell people about. Yeah. We're talking about life hacks, everything from, you know, using mugs as a knife sharpening tool to using lint rollers to get ticks off your dog. Joined by Carly Severn, senior audio editor of Audience News at KQED, Jordan Calhoun, editor-in-chief of Lifehacker.com, and Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed. Love to hear your helpful life hacks. We're going to go to the phones in just a second. Do you have Bay Area specific life hacks like the one Carly uh, just shared with us? You can give us a call. The number is 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. The email is forum at kqed.org. Twitter, Instagram, threads, or KQED forum. Let's go to Luis in Berkeley. Welcome, Luis. Louise? Yes, Louise. Hello? You're on. Go ahead. Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, the pandemic gave me a ton of life hacks, and one of them was receiving packages. Also, I had a, a move that I didn't ask for. Things would arrive in plastic, and you can reuse the, the tape. You just pull it off slowly, and huh. so I don't have to buy as much packing tape. Wow. So, yeah. Do you have any others, Louise? Or is that the that's the core? Oh my one? gosh! Um, I just so many things that I just looked around the house and I didn't have to buy them. I can't mm -hmm. think off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah. also, I find things like like I walk down the street and find a stick that I can use in my garden. You know, yeah. things yeah. like that. Absolutely, Louise. Thanks so much uh, for that. Um, you know, Ross, that one got me thinking about the pandemic category of like we're going to reuse things because. People didn't want to go to the grocery store. They didn't want to go out just kind of doing shopping around as much. And there's kind of a famous one of regrowing your green onions. Yes. Um, I can say as somebody who has tried it that it mostly works. I mean, if, <laughs> if you want to put the, the root and um, 
of green onions um, in a vase or just in a glass with water mm-hmm. will definitely, you know, assuming there's enough sunlight, um, you'll see those like green tops start to shoot up. Um, it's great, but I will say there's sort of a noticeable um, sort of difference in quality. Um, <laughs> and then you don't get to use the white part of the green onion, which I think is the best. Part it's of kind onion. of it's kind of important. I I have also tried this one just because I was like, oh yeah. I mean, they are a plant. They're still alive. This That's is, a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Carla, did you ever try that one? I did, and it went terribly. Oh, no, what yeah. happened? They just, like, rotted on you? I, I just got, like, the smallest green onion ever that <laughs> you could use for one meal, one half a meal. There was something about that. I think it might have been also, like, the timing of when that, like, life hack started to proliferate virally across the Internet in within the sort of pandemic sphere that also was part of it, don't you think? Oh, 100%. We just, we wanted something to do, I really think. And it it felt like if only, you know, it's kind of like that um, meme of the person putting on clown makeup. It's like, if only I can do this and this and then this and then my life will be better. And then you do all those things and it kind of doesn't usually work out, but it's normally fun to try. Yeah. Um, I also think, you know, there's, I'm just reading some of the comments coming in uh, from listeners. And sometimes it's like, uh, well, I'll just read Carol's first. Carol writes, after losing too many expensive garden clippers, which as an avid gardener, I really understand this problem. Um, I bought a leather holster for my clippers that clips onto my gardening pants. Magic. I haven't lost or tossed a set of clippers since then. You know, Jordan Calhoun, I don't know that that for me would count as a, a life hack per se, but there's that is a category of things, though, right? Like, what would we even call that? I, I would definitely call it a hack. Anything that solves a small problem for you is a hack. So uh, like I mentioned before, it's not always going to be applicable very broadly to many people, but if it helps you do something a little bit easier or eliminate some friction in your life, then call it a hack. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's, um, let's bring in uh, Lance in Fremont. Welcome, Lance. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Yeah, this, uh, it was, we didn't call it uh, life hack back then, I don't think. I'd never heard that term, I don't believe. Uh, this was about 23 years ago. Uh, my son was probably about one year old. And as parents do, we wanted to get him to uh, eat more fruit after he started eating solids. So my wife came across a great idea. You take a, a small bowl, fill it with uh, the, that canned fruit salad, like Del Monte fruit salad. Mm-hmm. And then to get them interested in it, you sprinkle some of that confectioner's uh, sprinkle on it, those little uh, tiny candy dots that you put on <laughs> uh-huh, cake like or whatever. Like a cupcake or whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess the idea is to get them interested in it. They know it's going to be sweet. So we make a bowl of fruit, sprinkle some of that stuff on it, give it to him. And sure, he digs in and he sat there for a half an hour diligently picking the little tiny round balls off the fruit. Didn't eat the fruit, but ate every single little uh, ball of candy. (laughs) We were defeated. I somehow am not surprised that that happened. But on the other hand, you could think of it like this, Lance. What you really did was buy yourself half an hour, right? You didn't get him to eat the fruit, but you did get half an hour 
when he was picking up. Well, um, not exactly. We sat there fascinated watching him <laughs> just sit there so carefully working over the fruit to get the little tiny balls. It was hilarious. We were uh, we were pretty amazed. Yeah. Hey, Lance, thank you so much for uh, sharing that story. I um, I wanted to come to you uh, on this one, Carly. Um, we have two listeners, uh, Mimi and Beth, who've written in to say... Uh, inform us that life hacks used to be called hints from Heloise. She was the original queen of life hacks. Mimi says, and Beth says, you know, it's a what is happening on TikTok and these life hacks are a they're a current incarnation of an old newspaper column. Ask Heloise. People would mail in their tips on the best ways to shine silver. Lots of hacks, she says, involved ruined pantyhose. <sighs> I mean, I love it. Everything just finds a new platform, right? Nothing is new under the sun. People love to share tips. Uh, a really good way of getting information from people is also asking them for their advice. What advice would you give to someone? And this is just a continuation of that circle. People love to share this kind of stuff. And as a community building thing, uh, I really love it. I also kind of love the silliness of what we call life hacks now. Like often they're very inconsequential. This is like low stakes stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you try it and it doesn't work out, that's fine. I mean, my one of my personal life hacks I always tell people, and I love it because it is silly, is if there's a really popular ramen place that you want to try in the Bay Area, but there's always a line outside. If there's a heat wave, that might be a really <laughs> good time to go to that place because who wants to get ramen on a hot day? Nobody apart from you. Yeah. Um, Jordan, do you all at lifehacker.com, do you trace your sort of media lineage to hints from Heloise or do you uh, trace it to something else? Hints from Heloise is brand new to me. I have never heard about that in my life. So that's, that's an awesome thing that I get to look up on the internet afterwards. Um, but we trace it back to the start of the blog with Gina Trapini, who started it in 2006. That's where we launched and been building on that ever since. And you guys also specialize in kind of some digital more stuff. Like I, I, I mean, lifehacker.com, as you're saying, has been around for a long time. It's covered many things. But one of the areas that I associate you with is sort of like life hacks for setting up the things that are going on on your computer. Yeah, absolutely. We do a ton of tech, tech hacks. We lean into it very, very often. And I mean, some of my favorite ones aren't, big technical things that you would need some type of you know high technical prowess to be able to do my favorite simple productivity hack is whenever you're downloading a new app and it asks you whether it can give you notifications say no that is always <laughs> my favorite thing. unless you absolutely need notifications from that app say no because the apps obviously want you to give attention based on their time schedule and when they want it and you can control that by turning on their, uh, notifications only after you've decided that you absolutely need them. So um, We have so many comments coming in. As we're noting, people like sharing life hacks slash hints from Heloise. Um, uh, Ross, I'm gonna come to you on a couple of the cooking ones and give you three and you can tell me if you've uh, tried any of these. Christine writes, making buttermilk is easy. One cup milk, one tablespoon vinegar, mix and wait approximately five minutes and voila, easy and organic chemistry at work. David writes, just stovetop pressure cooker. Cook dry beans without soaking, just 30 minutes. I think it might depend on the beans. Some of the bigger beans take a little longer, but it's, it is true. You don't necessarily have to soak. Iris writes, as someone who grew up with chickens, egg expiration dates in the grocery store are meaningless. 
Eggs are usually good for significantly longer than the carton claims. So how do you tell? Bad eggs float in water, good eggs sink. I have tried that one, and it is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. One of our neighbors had chickens. We got an egg uh, from him at one point. We've got many delicious, amazing eggs. But this one felt a little bit light. We put it in water. Boom. Floated. Threw it away. Um, wow. Ross, have you, uh, have you tried any of those? I think at this point I've tried all of them. Um, <laughs> I will say I, I, I don't want to admit on the air how long I have kept my eggs in the fridge without them going bad. Um, so I won't admit how long, but I totally agree that I think expiration dates um, are probably the best, you know, like conservative guess for how long eggs are good. Um, and I have never yet done the float test and had it not work for me, knock on wood, um, but totally stand by that one. Um, also, along with the beans, um, I, I think, as this person said, it, it does sort of depend on the brand. Um, the annoyance with a pressure cooker also is that it's kind of a difficult thing to stop and then do a taste test or, you know, yes. smush the to see if it's cooked and then restart and you just end up spending a lot of time. Um, but I don't love to do a lot of pre-planning when I cook, um, which I should probably get better at. So I actually <laughs> love that method, like taking out either a pressure cooker or an instant pot and just doing them straight in there without soaking them overnight. Um, the one that I'll push back on is buttermilk. And I have seen this all the time. Um, and I think technically, as this person said, organic chemistry at work, yes, love it. Science is great. Um, but it's just one of those that I think sort of is is providing a solution to a problem that I rarely have. Um, I also point out along the lines of expiration dates that buttermilk or you know, full fat buttermilk that you buy in the store. Um, actually lasts a long time in your fridge. So even if it's something like you're making pancakes, for instance, and you just need a very little bit and you have most of the carton left, it's probably going to last you a while longer than that. Um, mm. And I also just think when you make it yourself, the consistency isn't really the mm. same. I'm, I'm more liable to actually use um, whole milk yogurt and just dilute that down with a little bit of water until it reaches sort of a similar consistency. Mm. Um, I just think that's a little more spot on with flavor. Um, here is a life hack from Patty that I love. Patty writes, to remove price tags that won't peel off easily or stubbornly stick, I warm up the tag with a hairdryer. The heat must loosen up the glue because the tag comes right off. It's amazing. I found this tip on YouTube. I might have to just take, during this break, go get a hairdryer and try this. Uh, that is definitely one of those tiny, annoying things that uh, I would love to have work in the way that she describes. We're talking about life hacks, joined by Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed, KQED's Carly Severn, and life hacker's Jordan Calhoun. We're also being joined in droves by you, all of our listeners, sharing these life hacks with us. Why don't you share some life hacks that didn't work? Uh, the number's 866-733-6786 or forum at kqed.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal, stay tuned. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. 
Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We're talking about life hacks, which several of you have noted to us were once called hints from Heloise and, you know, just those little things that might make life a little bit easier that people share among themselves. We are joined by the editor-in-chief of Lifehacker.com, Jordan Calhoun, Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor at BuzzFeed, and Carly Severn, senior editor of Audience News here at KQED. Let's go back to the phones. There's a, this is a fascinating one. Alex in Berkeley, welcome. Hi, uh, I've got a, a couple. Um, one is for BART riders. If you're using your clipper card on your phone, I just learned this like two days ago. When I lay it flat, it always fails. But it's yes. that the NFC is actually in the camera. So if you hold the camera bump over the sensor, that's, that'll go through every time. You know, because that is one of the single, like, I loaded my BART card onto my phone. That was one of the single most annoying things. You walk up to the thing, you're holding up the line during rush hour. It is, right. yeah, yeah. You're about to miss your train. Yeah, right, or that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What was your uh, second I one, Alex? Recommend, uh, I also recommend that everybody learn knots. As, like, a general life hack category, it is a skill that lets you hack so much. Using ropes and knots, like... The trucker's hitch basically turns a rope into a bungee cord. The Parisian way to tie your shoelaces means they never come undone, but if you pull it once, it comes undone easy. It's like one extra wrap in the knot. The knots life hack so much, generally. Oh, my God. Alex, I feel like you're really like speaking to my very direct needs in life right now. <laughs> I wish, I wish, like, I, um, uh, when I see, like, scouts of various kinds or, or people who are involved, you know, people who sail or whatever, and they know all these knots, it does seem um, it changes, it changes people's lives. Um, just a little bit, but in a, these significant ways. Thank you so much for those, Alex. I really appreciate that. Um, Jordan, have you ever done a knots roundup on lifehacker.com? I feel like that is a really good idea, actually. We absolutely have. One of our writers, Jeff Sommer, wrote about the basic type of knots. There's like thousands. I forgot what the exact number was. but There's so many different kinds of knots. But there's about uh, 15 to 18 essential ones that if you know those, then you'll have the basic function for almost any practical scenario that you'll ever run up against. So the basic knots that you should learn, that's on lifehacker.com. I love that. Love it. Um... Let's go to uh, Eric, who's helping us explore this genealogy of the life hack. Uh, welcome to the show, Eric in San Francisco. Hi, thanks for having me on. <clears throat> I'm from Pueblo, Colorado, and every time I introduce myself and somebody asks where I'm from, often, uh, or not every time, but often when I, I do introduce myself, folks recognize the city because there was a barrage of uh, commercials put out in the uh, late 70s and 80s about a uh, a clearinghouse you could send away to Pueblo, Colorado for a government 
catalog of information pamphlets and booklets that would list all these different uh, uh, how-tos. And uh, it might have been like an official version version of what Heloise did, but I think it was called the uh, Consumer Information Catalog. And they had all these zany commercials, if you want to build a house, if you want to grow a garden, if you want to learn how to tie knots. So it was a lot of uh, a lot of um, uh, really funny ads. And uh, Pueblo is now famous from it. Yeah. Not 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 working in it. Not, it's discontinued, but. Um, it's part of <laughs> part of my past, and and it kind of seemed like it was the first database of of life hacks that you could you could access. So That's I just so wanted to cool. give a shout out there. Yeah, Eric, thanks so much. I mean, you know, uh, Carly, I'm going to come to you first on this. I mean, part of this is just like modern life is really complicated. <laughs> you know, it's not as if you know sometimes you read uh, histories of of long ago and people you know were born, grew up, and died you know within a mile of their house doing what their parents did. Now, like, things are really different. Technology changes, things change. And I, and I think, at least for me, I think life hacks are partially about trying to get a handle on how much change there has been and how complex kind of modern life is. Yeah, and there's just information overload as well. You're just swimming in it all the time and you feel there must be an easier way. So when you see a snappy little 30-second video on TikTok that says, yes, there is an easier way and I will show you exactly how, it feels like you've cracked the code. It feels like, oh, this is the, the, the holy grail I was looking for. And, of course, like six times out of ten, it turns out not to be. But I do think there is that that fun in trying and these are the tips that perhaps we would have all shared a bit more communally in the past. Like the place, you know, we talk a lot about the third places where we, we used to meet up and uh, maybe talk about this kind of stuff. And a lot of that discourse has shifted online. Um, and so maybe that explains the proliferation of the life hack where we are kind of a little bit uh, passionate about seeking out that kind of community and swapping this stuff and just want to talk about it, basically. And more talk equals more chatter equals more posting. Um, just want to let everyone know, we are going to gather up all the different suggestions and life hacks and things that we've been talking about on the show today. We will put them um, on the on the website, uh, kqed.org slash forum. There'll be a link there. Um, I want to get into some very contentious um, territory here. Um, let's bring in Forana in Livermore, who wants to talk about how to load the dishwasher. Forana, can you hear us? Hello? Hey, welcome. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. So my tip is about how to efficiently load the dishwasher. Like basically, uh, you know, take dirty dishes from the sink to the dishwasher. The most efficient way that I found so far is to basically uh, sort the dishes before you load them to the dishwasher. So you sort them by which rack in the dishwasher they go to before uh, you start loading them. So doing that actually picks up your like dishwashing, uh, like the, the dishwasher loading process, for me, two to three times. So sort them and then load them. Uh, loading like one plate, one dish at a time is the wrong way to do it. Do it, like sort them first and then uh, uh, load, load them. I love it. Barana, thank you so much, Barana, in, in Livermore. Um, I love when someone really approaches a task with an engineer's mindset, Jordan. There, like, I mean, is there a right answer to how to load the dishwasher, Jordan Calhoun? That's what I'm going for here. 
No, it's it's absolutely <laughs> there's there's so many debates about it. I recently had a friend who visited me in New York, and we had the most irrational argument about whether you should <laughs> silverware pointing up in the carrier or pointing down, and. There could be endless arguments about which one. Wait, you had a, a friend dare challenge the editor in chief of lifehacker.com on a dared, point like this? He dared. <laughs> and, and, and I will dig my heels in and we will argue. And basically, I mean, neither of us are going to be right. Neither of us are going to be wrong. It's just going to be a preference thing. The dishes are going to come out clean regardless. Dishwashers are very, very powerful and very efficient at doing what they do. They save water compared to hand washing. They're efficient. They take less detergent. They're great, absolutely amazing things. But these small preferences on how to load the dishwasher and what order to put things in and what to put on the top shelf versus the bottom shelf, those things will end friendships. Do you do you load your dishwashing silverware pointed up or pointed down? Carly, are you coming in with a hot take here? I would never dare wade into such contentious waters. This is making <laughs> this is really reminding me that a lot of this is about control. You know, the, the space, the household that you have control over as well. Mm -hmm. And if you want to load your silverware the wrong way, like down then that's fine. You can do that. And if someone steps through your door, you get to tell them that they're doing it wrong. And that's entirely acceptable. We used to call this like little habits, little quirks. Uh, I just want to do things my way. Stop challenging me. But if you frame <laughs> it as a life hack that's actually superior, uh, then you get off scot-free. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a relationship management tool posing as a way of loading the dishwasher. <laughs> I understand. Um, let's bring in uh, Joanna in Walnut Creek, welcome. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So I have a tip that my mother gave me over 50 years ago that is a life changer. And that is, if you are inviting a couple to dinner, you need to clean your house because they will be looking at it. But if you invite 10 or 20 people over, all you got to really clean is the bathroom because they're <laughs> going to be looking at each other. That is like the social life hack, Carly. I love that one. I'd, I'd love that. That's our next explainer. That's our next guide. Yes, that's right. How to not clean your house uh, for a dinner party. Just invite more people. I yeah. love those tips that tell you what you don't have to do. Yeah, you know? that's right. That's really important. Um, Ross, I have more food things for you, um, which I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to toss at you. Maybe you've tried. Well, there's two. Let's, talk, let's go two here and you can pick which one to take on. Uh, Susan writes, use the other end of a banana to start peeling easier than the stem end. And the other is uh, shredding chicken. Use an old school hand mixer to shred chicken. The blades aren't sharp enough to cut it and reduce it to mush like a blender or a food processor would, but it will shred the chicken. The only tip I would add is use a deep bowl because the chicken will fly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen, the... The banana one at the top of my head, I feel like this is just as contentious <laughs> as had the how to load a dishwasher conversation. I have tried both ways and I have I'm I'm very familiar with the reasoning that sort of using your nail to dig into the bottom of the banana as opposed to the stem technically is the easiest way. I, I think people try to say that that's how how like animals do it in the wild. So why would humans do it any differently? Um, not in the wild. Um, I don't love it. I just think it feels kind of gross to dig your finger into the flesh of the banana just to peel it. Um, so I unfortunately have to say that I am stem all the way. But you know what? Whatever works for you, um, that works for me too. So I love that. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's bring in uh, Liz in San Francisco with a failed hack. Welcome, Liz. Hi. 
Hey, go ahead. Hey, so I have a life hack that didn't work, actually. Um, I'm a professor and have a lot of books, like too many books. And my friend recommended an app to organize all of them because I was buying books that I actually already owned. Um, You scan the barcode and it has the ISBN. But if you have a lot of books that were published before the ISBN, it really doesn't work. And so ultimately spent a lot of time, a lot of money, and just ended up using a Google Doc. Building, yeah, like a half-functional database. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I, that would be a life hack that I wouldn't recommend. I think just taking the time to write it all down, old school pen and paper or on a Google Doc is the way to go to organize your library. Um, Liz, I have a tip for organizing your library, uh, which uh, is occurring in my house all the time, which is to just pile them in random corners of your house until they fall over. And at which point you take them and put them somewhere. That is, um, as you might imagine on the show, we get a lot of uh, books sent to us. And that's a, that's my organizational scheme, um, which my wife loves. Um, thanks so much. I love Liz. it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, let's get to a couple more uh, comments. Um, we've got one listener writes, I'm old and arthritic and live in a house with stairs. To get loads of laundry down the stairs without carrying them, I sewed a bunch of faux Ikea bags, which I fill, tie the straps together, and throw them down the stairs. Getting back up will require another hack. Um, Katie tweets, getting my boys a basketball hoop laundry basket has been a game changer for my husband and I. They actually enjoy putting their dirty laundry where it goes. I like all these social hacks, Carly, where it's sort of, the, the hack is not really about interacting with the material world. It's about changing things so that people do something different. Yeah, and like reducing friction in your personal life and your relationships. It's kind of something that feels good and, you know, enables you just to smooth out some some bumps and wrinkles, basically. Something we've been thinking about on our desk a lot is to um, producing an explainer on how to navigate friendships when one of you earns a ton more money than the other one. Mm. Like what you should know on either side, basically, to reduce friction and make that go a little bit better for you because we have heard some horror stories on that front. Yeah. Well, you're, you're definitely not afraid to wade in contentious territory, Carly. Oh, absolutely <laughs> not. I love it. Um, let's go to uh, Jan in Newark. Welcome, Jan. Well, thank you very much. Um, I called in because I used to teach a class called Home Economics that was full of hacks. I don't know if you remember that class. Yeah, of course. In the 40s and 50s. Um, and everything, every day that I taught, we would gather ways of doing things in a more efficient manner. Uh, it came from the, the, the business of listening to our elders huh? mm-hmm. <laughs> and then going ahead and taking how they solve problems. Mm-hmm. And, of course, coming from the 30s, you had a lot of hacks that were financial. Uh, when people have gone through the Depression, uh, foods had a lot of hacks. Um, I thought of one that I just developed in the last year, and that is I use a half a banana for breakfast. And so instead of having the other half go bad, or trying to freeze it, I just take a strip of the of the peeled skin, pull it over the cut edge with a little bit of soft elastic, and it lasts for a couple of days. And so it has a little area that cannot be used, but most is is nice and fresh. Mm-hmm. So those kind of hacks are the kinds of things that yeah. that you can get from talking with people that have lived other times in other places. Absolutely, it's, I think it's a universal human thing to look and see what's the most efficient way of doing things. Jan, thank you so much for that. I, you know the the one note I wanted to make on it was just that, like, home ec and some of these other uh, approaches kind of had a more systematic approach to this than I think the viral, you know, TikTok uh, life hack. And I, I just find it interesting that we kind of gave up on the systematic approach for various reasons. 
um, but find our way back to it, um, as as Jan was saying. Um, want to get to uh, uh, Gregory in Oakland. Gregory, welcome. Hi. Uh, just wanted to share a quick uh, hack that I probably saw somewhere from a parent perspective when our son, um, he was probably five years old when he was growing out of all of his clothes and shoes faster than we wanted him to. Um, we kept his rain boots and made them into planters that we still get to look at and enjoy um, re- remembering his little self. Aww. I love that one. I love uh, that is it's both a life hack and also just um, just a beautiful thing. Um, listeners, uh, there's been a few comments along these lines, which I, I love. Um, one listener writes in to say, Folks have been around providing advice long before someone renamed these practices life hacks. We used to do these things because they saved time and money and also avoided waste. Ask an older person about their clever, ingenious ways to solve everyday problems. Um, let's do a quick, super quick round robin here. Your one life hack you want to leave listeners with. Jordan Calhoun, you're first. Oh, just one. I wish I could give two. Um, one that I'll say is, you know those little cardboard cup holders that you can get from a fast food place? Use those cardboard holders in your refrigerator to help organize. Oh, wow. I never thought about that. All right. Good one. Good one. Ross? Okay. So if you have an old or older baguette or just any sort of loaf of bread, um, preheat your, uh, your oven to 375, dunk the loaf of bread under cold water, and then bake it for like 10 to 15 minutes. Um, and it will, I, I swear to God, it tastes just like fresh baked bread. And it's like the easiest dinner party trick ever. Yeah. And Carly. I'm going to wade back into the garlic discourse because my <laughs> my preferred method is you buy a gigantic bag of those pre-peeled little cl- uh, cloves of garlic uh, from the store. You blend them all up with some olive oil and then you freeze them into freezer sheets and you sp- smooth them out into incredibly thin freezer sheets. And then whenever you need to cook some garlic, you just crumble a little bit of that frozen garlic sheet and it'll melt straight away. You can thank me later. Wow. You know, if I'm maybe I should wade into this. I like doing garlic confit. With just you know, uh, you can keep it in your fridge in like one of those sealable uh, jars, and um, it stays great for a long time. It tastes delicious. We have been talking about life hacks, just doing useful things. Uh, we've been joined by Carly Severn, senior editor of Audience News at KQED, Jordan Calhoun, editor in chief of LifeHacker.com, and Ross Yoder, food and lifestyle editor with BuzzFeed. Earlier, we were joined by Kelly Hurst, content creator on TikTok and host of the Life Bath podcast, star of many viral life hack videos. The 9 o'clock hour of forum is produced by Blanca Torres, Grace Wan, Jennifer Ng, and Juan Carlos Lara. Our interns are Jericho Reininger and Amiko Oda. Marlena Jackson-Rotondo is our engagement producer with help from Marnette Federis and Amanda Stupi. Francesca Fenty is our digital community producer. Judy Campbell's lead producer. Our engineer is Danny Bringer. VP of News is Ethan Tobin Lindsay. Chief Content Officer Holly Kernan. This is Tony Bennett who died today. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour ahead with Mina Kim. Funds for the production of KQED's Forum are provided by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, the Germanicos Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. 
Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. All over the country, we need to improve reading in Wisconsin. Schools are changing the way they teach reading. I'm calling for a renewed focus on literacy. We have gotten this wrong in New York and all across the nation. And it's happening because of a podcast. I think your podcast has changed my life. And I'm going to share this podcast with everyone I meet. Sold a Story investigates how teaching kids to read went wrong. New episodes of Sold a Story are available now.